and welcome to the latest edition of the Motormouth podcast. Uh, motor insurance world might have been postponed, but we're continuing with these podcasts as we gear up to a new date in September. And I'm delighted to say I'm joined today by uh, Finco CEO and founder, Mike Brockman. Hello, Mike. Hi, hi, Jonathan. I'm very happy to be here. Um, we're all sitting at home in these new environments. So, um, but it's great to see that technology uh, wins again under any circumstance. <clears throat> and, and how are you finding uh, self-isolation at the moment? Oh, well, it's, it's obviously uh, different. Um, you, you know, I think you've got to find a new routine. Um, uh, in terms of uh, Thinko, we're all obviously working at home, but um, uh, a lot of the um, techo type people, they, they like working at home anyhow. So um, <laughs> it's, it's sort of home from home for them. We're, we're functioning pretty well. So, um, you know, no, no dramas so far. <clears throat> Excellent. Well, I suppose um, you mentioned technology there. So, Mike, how do you think the motor insurance industry is going to change over the next few years? And what are the key factors that are driving that change? Well, that's you know that's such a such a big question, isn't it? And it obviously depends on how many years you're talking about. But um, if you look at the sort of relatively new uh, near future, um, you know, technology is definitely going to be the driver. Um, I mean, I've been in this business for in motor insurance for over forty years, which is quite frightening. And um, uh, you, you know, you've technology has always been the driver throughout that whole 40 years. So in that sense, nothing changes, but it's the, it's the pace of change and the, uh, you know, the, the amazing things that are now possible that were once impossible uh, is going to be the, the real big change. And so I see the, you know, the next 20 years really to be, probably one of the most exciting times in the insurance industries ever ever had uh, and the pace of change as well so and I think technology is going to hit all areas of motor insurance you know, it's it's um, you know there's going to be no no part untouched so to speak um, and um, you know whether it's uh, whether it's the way you communicate with customers I think there's going to be a lot more um, engagement with customers through digitalization uh, apps and how we we communicate uh, which is really going to change the whole uh, consumer experience I think and um, I think really you know motor insurance after all is all about uh, claims <laughs> we know when you have an accident uh, that's what motor insurance is there for to support customers in their uh, time of need and I think this this is really where technology uh, is going to make a, a massive uh, influence to that whole claims experience. And as we all know, it's an extremely complex area with many different people involved in that claims process. And I think this is this is the area where it's going to be transformational. Can I ask, Mike? I mean, what is the risk and reward in terms of the opportunities for insurers investing in these new new technology, including new ways of delivering telematics insurance versus the status quo? Well, you know, I think um, uh, the risk is, of course, um, if you don't do it, you're going to be left behind, and probably 
you know, you know, left such that you will be, you know, stranded and dead, basically. <laughs> so um, this, uh, you know, this is a, a must do. And um, the thing about technology is that it, it, it gets old so quick. You know, uh, you know, when I set up Insure the Box 10 years ago, uh, we thought we was, you know, and we were invested in the latest technology. But hey, hey, presto, 10 years later, it's then legacy and you've got to reinvest again. Uh, and um, uh, and the new equipment you can have now is just light years ahead of anything that was possible five or 10 years ago. And so that investment, you know, has got to be big really and and of course for the big insurers this, this is a real problem because you know the scale of that investment gets bigger uh, and they've got to be you know they've got to change their mindset as well you know for, you know the amount of cloud technology for instance and attitudes to cloud um, is completely different now than it was five years ago and um, everyone was talking about security risks of being in the cloud and all of those sorts of things. And now probably the cloud is the safest place to be. So, um, um, so you know, risk and reward. Well, you know, as I say, um, the, the technology now is becoming an enabler. Uh, and what I've noticed now is that Whereas five or ten years ago, your biggest concern as a CEO was, oh my God, can my systems, you know, cope, you know, and um, you know whether that's data privacy, whether that's just, um, uh, you know, keeping your systems live when there's heavy loads uh, in certain times of the year or certain days of the week and uh, those sorts of things. Um, and um, whereas now um, technology has moved on so much that, you know, if you've invested in the right technology, that pain goes away and then you can start to concentrate more on delivery of products to your customers. Uh, and that's that's where it's really exciting. So this barrier of of uh, technology is suddenly removed. It becomes an enabler, which allows you to think about, you know, what's good for my customers, what's good for my business using that technology. That's the biggest change. And the only way you can do that is invest in the latest. So again, if you're not doing that, you're going to be left behind and new incumbents can come in with a clean sheet of paper and, um, uh, and, and do this much better. So, Mike, you mentioned about being left behind there. I mean, how about insurance brokers? Do they remain relevant in this kind of modern world you're talking about? Well, it's funny. Um, you know, I I started off many years ago at Pearl Assurance, you know, and uh, their distribution channel was, of course, the man who used to go knocking on their customers' doors every uh, every four weeks. And um, uh, and then, um, you know, Broken then, of course, was um, uh, was the main distribution channel. Now, we've seen that the, you know, the man from the Prue or the man from the Pearl has, has died off uh, many years ago. Not in fact in Europe, where it's still very, very big, I, I should say. Um, and... Um, Brokers were then, uh, you know, the, the, the number ones. Uh, and then, of course, direct come along and uh, everyone was saying, well, you know, where's the future of brokers? Direct is going to 
dominate and um uh, and then we, we we become digital with with uh you know it wasn't a telephone it was then you know uh, e-trading and all of these sorts of things and the question mark over the whole 40 years that i've been in his business is how long are brokers going to uh, be around for well that's been a 40-year argument and um, they're still here uh and um which shows you that um not everyone fits in that nice tidy little box um that uh, is a commodity product there's always going to be a sizable number of people uh that um require specialist um services and advice so so you know i think you know brokers have got to embrace this technological change as well there's no doubt about that but there is definitely still um, there's still a, a place for brokers. So I, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure, you know, I'm talking about this technological revolution over the next 20 years. But I think we'll still be having the same debate in 20 years about the survival of brokers. They'll still be there. <clears throat> yeah, it goes back to the old uh, adage about if there's a nuclear war, what will be left? It'll be like cockroaches and brokers yeah. and short brokers. So uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I suppose they're. Not, I don't think rats are a good sort of analogy to a broker, but um, but you know uh, rats will always survive, and there is always a, a species that will survive, you know, and um, uh, and I think in the insurance world that is the broker, you know, and uh, you got to uh, you got to remember that the brokers are the people that actually speak to the customers, and a lot of customers like speaking <laughs> to a, a, yeah, a human, yeah. and um, you know I've. I've I found with um, sort of even chat boxes and you know we we've introduced a lot of chat box uh, to within our business at Thinko uh, and we've we've backtracked sometimes from making it too too automatic uh, because customers still want to communicate with a person so you know live chat yes. But live chat with a human at the other end, rather than a chat box, you know, and you have to you have to be quite careful how you introduce this technology. Yeah, I mean, I mean to that point, Mike. I mean, what role does AI and the intelligent voice have in the uh, motor insurance services of the future? Well, I think again, uh, this is one of the uh, transformational things, and um, uh, you know, I'm big on on voice. You know, certainly in the telematic space. Uh, you know, I believe now that um, uh, voice is voice plus telematics turns things into a true connected car, in-car experience. So, uh, but voice is not just limited to telematics. You know, it's there's so much uh, automation that you can do with intelligent voice. Um, and, um, you know, clearly we're all familiar with Amazon Alexa now, but that sort of technology can sit in many different uh, places. And I, I see that this um, AI voice uh, technology has a real place in claims. You know, and I think this is where it can really make a, a big difference. Um, I think there's going to be a lot more of automated claim settlement systems uh, you can ask a few questions, voice activated at the time of accident. Uh, you've got all of the um, uh, digital imaging now uh, that's possible with or without telematics. 
um, uh, and um, you know this 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 is this is where AI really comes in because uh, claims is a perfect application for AI because you can have a um, an AI based settlement process or digital imaging. Uh, and every new claim that comes along, you can see whether it got it right or wrong and modify it, which is what um, machine learning AI is all about. So every time you got a new claim, did it get it right? Yes or no. If it doesn't, modify it and next time it will. So, you know, claims is a perfect application for AI. And um, I think there's going to be a lot of... Uh, a lot of investment, a lot of new IPs, and a lot of uh, customer um, uh, positives that are going to come out of this. <clears throat> Again, you know, looking to the future, there's a lot of talk about the fact that the, you know, the annual, the old annual insurance policy, you know, it, it, it's not dead necessarily, but it, you know, it, it's something that might be on the way out, and that you know, usage-based insurance is, is going to be there for the future. And, if that is the case, how can the insurance sector overcome uh, data privacy concerns when it comes to UBI? Well, um, I'm not too bothered about this uh, data privacy uh, thing. Um, again, you know, when I go back to setting up Insured a Box, everyone said um, uh, no one wanted to be, you know, monitored. No one, no one, you know, no one wants a box in their car. You know, you're you're doomed to failure. And um, we we went ahead, you know, we went ahead uh, with the you know black box insurance dedicated to this. And it's all a question about are you doing it right? Are you being open and honest with your customers on what you're doing with this data? So um, and as long as you're doing that, customers and as long as there's a benefit to the customer, uh, they'll accept that there's this trade-off. Now uh, you you have a responsibility as an insurer that you're the guardian of that customer's data. So it can you know you cannot you know use and abuse it. You have to take that role seriously. So. Um, uh, and I, 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 um, I, I think that as long as you know you've got the trust of the customer, as long as you're professional, as long as you're doing these things right, as long as you're clear and uh, open and honest about how you're using this data, and there is a customer benefit, uh, many customers don't have a problem with that. So um, um, you know, in short, a box proved that you know when everyone told me no one wanted to be monitored, they've sold over a million policies, uh, black box policies, uh, over the you know over the uh, over the period that they've been in existence, which I think is amazing, and um, uh, which sort of proves the point really. <clears throat> Can I just ask you then, with all this all this we've talked about, what role do you see Finco playing in the the whole changing landscape? Well, I'm I'm really excited to be honest, and um, you know everyone keeps saying to me, Mike, why, why do you still carry on like this? You know, and uh, but you know it's it's too exciting to sort of disappear off the scenes and reply, you know, uh, and retire into the sunset. You know, um, as I said, this next twenty years, and I, I don't think I'm going to be around for twenty years, but I'm going to hang in for as long as possible. Is going to be really exciting, and. Um, and I'm sort of with Thinko now. Um, I'm here to help. So, um, you know, my previous life pre insured box was uh, my consulting firm with EMB, as was. Uh, now I'm sort of back, you know, with Thinko technology, which is really 
you know, really built on the latest stuff, uh, which is really exciting. And I'm here to help. So, um, you know, I, um, I, I accept that telematics has had a bit of a bumpy ride so far, um, but I'm convinced it's because it's not been uh, put in place in the right way. You know, and um, and I'm I'm here to really uh, help the 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 second wave of telematics, and um, uh, and you know I'm I'm quite excited about this to be honest. <clears throat> okay, Mike. Well, I say I look forward to uh, you know catching up with you in in the future. If it's not over those next twenty years, maybe ten or so, <laughs> just to, to see what uh, happens. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Um, well, thank you very much for your time, Mike. Um, and as I said at the start, uh, Motor Insurance World obviously was postponed uh, in March, but we will be looking to reschedule in September. So stay tuned for, other, for that, the news about that. And also stay tuned to Post Online for all the latest news. Thanks very much. Until the next Motor Mouth podcast, cheerio. Mm-hmm.